Hey girl, hey, happy Tuesday. I'm so excited to be here. I hope that you thoroughly enjoy this message and I want you to take it as a message of awareness to what it might be like inside of your home with your level of drinking. It could be that you're just drinking on occasion. It could be that you're drinking on a regular basis, but not a quote unquote a lot. It could be that you're drinking a lot, a lot and heavier on the weekends and you have children in the home, young children, tweens, teens, older. It doesn't matter. I feel like this is just to help us with awareness of what may be happening and also for non-judgment, just because I've just found that it's super important to just to learn more and know more and how my behaviors and especially as a mother, how I want to be pouring into my children and basically leaving a legacy. And I'm going to tell you, when I was in it, which you'll hear me more talk about more about this when I'm in the episode, but when I was in it, I didn't know all this. So understand that this information is coming to you from a place of love and on the other side. Okay. But first, I just want to make sure you are clear that it's coming. January, the Stop Drinking Boot Camp is coming. It is a six-week group coaching program to help you get control of your drinking, create new routines, reduce anxiety, and renew your mind with God's Word. Begin to trust yourself again while staying accountable in a faith-led community. If you're sick of feeling like you have to drink to have fun, deal with stress, or social, that's a huge one. I hear y'all. I hear you. You're sending me messages. I'm struggling about how I can be social. Well, that is a lie. And it's okay to be uncomfortable, but I want to teach you how so it's not so scary. Are you hiding the amount you drink, making excuses? Do you just wish you could just stop over drinking? Well, let me just tell you what Tanya said. She just finished the boot camp. She, her biggest struggles basically was that she was just kind of starting to greatly reduce it on her own, but struggling with the cravings. And to deal with why she felt like she needed to escape her life. And then what changed for her was that she learned to deal with the feelings that was the triggers that were making her drink. Like we walked through all that. She started giving it to God and talking to him. And she learned to talk back her words, the evil voices in her head to take control back, which is so huge when you're working on the mindset. So Her recommendations for you, I asked her, she said, I would tell them it's an amazing experience learning that you're not the only one with similar struggles. Having the support from the group and Michelle is so valuable and I feel like it was a game changer. So that's from a testimony from someone who just finished that this first round and it's coming at you in January. So be ready to jump on it. Go ahead and make your decision today. You are ready to be in this boot camp. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. 
So whether you're newly alcohol-free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, girl, let's just have a real chat, okay? Like, how are you able to truly parent right now? How's your parenting going? I want you to think about it. So what's the age of your children? Um, How are they connected with you and each other? And I want you to just consider this. Just I want you to think about this as we're moving through this episode. When was the last time that you allowed your kids to just be emotional without fixing it or stuffing it? Hmm, that's a tough one because I used to struggle with that so much. Well, first of all, I wasn't even really allowing my own emotions to come up other than anger because anger is one of those emotions that like you can only hold it back so long and it's so, I feel like it's really strong, right? Because that's typically the one that's sitting on top of the iceberg. You have that um, iceberg image in your mind. You know, there's just a little tip of it out. Typically anger sits up there all the other stuff's down below that we're not willing to work through. So it sort of just kind of bubbles out of the water. But when was the last time you just let your kids cry or just get mad or scream or... Now, I'm not talking disrespect because here's where it gets tricky with kids is sometimes we try to stuff them down because they're, they only know how to, to act the way their emotions are acting. You know, they don't have this level of emotional maturity, which we are all growing. And if you're here listening, we, we've got a lot of growing to do because a lot of what we have done is chosen to cope with wine instead of growing in our emotional awareness, emotional maturity. And basically what that means is just being able to express safely without being criticized, without being told, you know, stop being a whiny baby, you know, allowing the anger, you know, the most recent thing that I've really enjoyed that I have learned that is helping me and my son is like, when he gets angry, I say, listen, I can tell that you're angry right now. So why don't you go ahead and go to your room, get all that out in a safe way. And then when you've calmed down, we can talk. And that's it. And he can go scream and stomp and punch pillows. And I used to not be okay with that because I made that mean, well, he's just being disrespectful and he's stomping on my floor and he's punching my pillows or he's punching whatever. Like, I don't want him to hurt himself and I don't want him to break things, right? Because that's a respect for self-control and property. But if he needs to release anger, by golly, he needs to release it in a healthy way. So, So do you run away from conflict? Do they? Is this a pattern that you have inside of your home? And it's okay if it is. These are just things that I want you to be aware of, okay? And I've only been asking these since I've been alcohol-free. Like I said in the intro, when I was in the middle of this, I didn't see, or I don't even think I could see, the effects of my lack of awareness and emotional stability that was having on my children, okay? So I believe there are many effects that children receive when we are abusing, I'll put that in quotation, alcohol, or making it our coping. This is not to guilt you. Obviously, those of you who've been around here long enough, y'all know me. But if you're new here, welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode. If this is the first one, awesome. 
There's plenty more for you to catch up on. But you need to know that this is a safe, honest, vulnerable, and non-judgmental place for you with lots and lots of love. Because the only reason I'm able and I got to come and talk about this stuff is because I've been there. There's moments I'm, I'm in it still. I'm working through this stuff on my own. I'm just a little bit ahead of you. And that's why I'm here to support you and help you. So I'm coming from when I was in it, I didn't see it either, okay? So I want you to sit back and take a deep breath. And do not allow the enemy, do not allow the inner critic, do not allow that part of you that's trying to shut down right now, don't allow that to come in because I want you to hear this and I want you to raise your awareness and then I want you to make some new choices, not from guilt and shame, but from love, okay? All right, so here's a few things that um, me knowing myself and also in the research that I have found where kids are really struggling when there's a, a, a drinker, a parent in the home. They may be directed in using alcohol in the future just because they see it on repeat in their homes. And you know that's just the way it works. When we have patterns that we grow up in, we either continue that pattern or it could be the opposite extreme and they could become very angry and anti-alcohol and hate it. Which we think, oh, that'd be great. That's not a bad thing. But but is it? You know, is their anger displaced? Because then it's towards the object versus the situation that they have been raised in or the emotion. There again, the emotions are being put somewhere different. So that's number one. Number two, there's risk of abuse and neglect. Studies have shown that a parent's alcohol abuse can raise the risk of some form of child abuse particularly physical and sexual, okay? Children can also face an increased potential for neglect. A mother who drinks may not be available to attend to their child in all areas of life. Now, that sounds like, that sounds heavy, right? But understand, that's not too far from where we could be, right? We know that it's a slippery slope. We know that alcohol can take us there. We think in the moment, well, I don't even drive and I don't do these things and, you know, would never abuse or neglect my child. But we also have to realize that this is real and these are studies and that we want to just have this awareness, even if we know someone in our life, okay? There's risk of behavioral, psychological, and emotional problems. So children with mothers who have an alcohol use disorder may not learn proper coping skills, as a result, and are more likely to internalize their problems. So let me camp on this one for just a second. If we are not modeling healthy emotional release, healthy coping skills, what else do you think they're learning? Where else do you think they're getting their information? YouTube? School? Other influences in their life? This is so huge for us mothers and there again, my kids are like fifth, sixth, and a senior. And I'm just kind of getting to this these last couple of years. And do, I do not carry guilt and shame. What I carry is, thank God, I've learned this now. They're still in my home so I can teach them how to truly process their emotions and that, that, that they're safe doing that and that the emotions won't kill them. We're so scared. We're so flipping scared on how we are going to feel that we stuff stuff and stuff and cope. 
but I want my children to be well-rounded and healthy, and I want them to be able to express when they're angry or when they're sad. And if I do not teach them, now they might not even end up using some of the things I use to cope now, which is some different forms of emotional expression. I do a lot of like brain dumping and journaling. Um, I exercise, I move, whether it's walking or like a heavy, you know, cardio exercise. Um, it, just talking in the car, like getting it out of me. I'm very audible, processing it through physical movement and, and releasing my anger. Like there's so many different ways, but honestly, it's just as simple as just listening, letting them tell you, because I know we want to fix it. And I know we don't, oh, we don't want them to feel like, this is me. Like, if this is just me, I'm fine. I'm still sharing this. Like, I would just be like, oh, I don't want her hurting. I just wanted to, like, hold her and try to fix it. But now I know to allow the pain, allow the hurt. Because not only is that just human life, that we have no other choice. (laughs) We're not living in unicorn la-la land. There is going to be pain and sadness along with the the awesome joy and the celebration too but if i don't let her fully express it then she's never going to fully experience being proud of herself being resilient knowing that she didn't die especially our children y'all because they're going to be adults one day and i guarantee you things are going to get a lot more difficult don't you agree It is a lot more difficult being a grown-up. How many times have our kids want to grow up and we're like, slow down. One day when you're adulting, you're going to be like, dang, I wish I could have stayed a kid longer. Why do I want to grow up so fast? Because it's just harder and there's bigger things and bigger responsibilities and bigger decisions. So let them experience and express that now to build that muscle, basically, the emotional muscle. Okay, and this is not something that that I did growing up. Nor did I teach early on, but I'm, I'm doing it now and I'm teaching you now, okay? Number four, they could become super withdrawn, depressed, anxious, disconnected with others. They could internalize their problems and feelings and have low self-esteem. If they feel like that it's not safe in their home because of the coping that we're doing, drinking, that could happen. Or, number five, they could actually externalize their problems By action, they could be acting out. They could be blaming others, the victim mentality, always blaming others, just total misconduct, looking for different forms of attention. We know how that goes with kids of all ages. If they're lacking in really true, healthy attention, they're going to find it because it's a fundamental need that they have to feel loved and cared for and that they're heard and they're safe. They could become more hyperactive. Maybe it is ADD. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the fact that they just are, don't know how to express it, and that's what they happen. They become impulsive and hyperactive, and they're acting out. So just watch for those type things too, okay? And number six, they have the risk of poor maternal connection. And this one's a big one for me because, well, let me read what the study says, and then I'm going to share kind of a personal thing and then something that I've heard from a client or multiple clients, really. So one study found that mothers who drink may be more likely to use harsh forms of punishment and display less closeness, less supervision, and less positive involvement involvement with their children. Another study revealed that drinking mothers are less likely to show sensitivity and connection when they interact with their children. 
We think, here's my little side note before I kind of share my experience. We think that when we drink that glass of wine to chill out or to be calmer, we're going to better mom. We are actually blocking the connection in the brain. Okay? I've talked about that before. When we create that numbness in the brain, it actually blocks that true intimate connection. Just think about what happens to your eyes when you drink. What happens to all your motor skills? Everything slows down, okay? And I've, I've done this, and I've talked to other moms who are just like, you know, I just find myself like hanging out with the kids, but feeling like I need to knock the edge off with a few glasses of wine. So what's happening here is that we may at first have a calmer temperament that maybe we may be getting getting away with it with our kids. You know, maybe they're chill and there's no big deal and they're young enough or they're playing like, cool, mom's not yelling. Or we could get to the other side where we it, it enhances our frustration. I actually did both. There were times that I would chill and check out. And there was times where like I would drink too much and then would have a trigger and would snap and yell and definitely not be rational in their punishment or rational with how I decided to give them some sort of consequence. Um, or just, I would check out and just leave, walk away, just be like, forget it, right? So those connections just weren't happening. Then therefore, they're thinking, wow, as a child of all different ages, oh, it must be me. I must be wrong. Something's wrong with me. You know, I made mommy mad. I made mommy sad. You know, just really think about from their childlike perspective, really what's going on. Okay. So a statistic is approximately 53% of Americans have one or more close relatives who have an alcohol dependency problem. In addition, 43% of American adults have been exposed to the problem of alcoholism in the family, either as something they grew up with or something they experienced with a spouse or a partner. That's some pretty big stats. Like, that's over 50%. That's big. There's a group out there that hasn't been exposed, but so many of us have. And it could be, as a reminder, we are not talking about, you know, our vision is full-blown, alcoholic, living on the streets, DUIs, no car. That's not what we're talking about here. Is that real? And does that stuff happen? Absolutely. But you know my community, you know who we are. It is just an idol and a stronghold and it has taken over and it will continue to get worse before it gets better. There's just no way. I just want you to realize that. Like if you're just thinking, well, yeah, it's not really a big deal. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And, you know, I only share this so that you can have the awareness, right? I want it to start with you. And you need to realize that Wherever you are, always remember there's a fork in the road because that's what really happened for me is I was just at this place where I knew I was on this road and I was in this cycle and I kept letting myself down and I kept saying like once the awareness is there and you're already here and you're like, yep, this is me. I'm drinking too much. I'm so annoyed with myself, but I'm, you know, I say I'm not going to drink and by the end of the day I'm drinking again and you know, but my kids are okay. It's really no big deal. I take care of them. They have activities. I make sure I don't drive. You know, my husband drives or, you know, whatever. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I was there. 
for so long until I realized, wow, this is not what I want. This is not what I want for my life. And I got a choice here because if I keep going this way, alcohol don't just magically become uninvolved in my life. It doesn't just magically say, eh, you're just going to drink less now. I won't keep you pulling you. No, we have to make the conscious decision. We have to make that big, deep heart decision. And then we have to start working on the subconscious mind and those patterns and those pathways that we've been on. And that's the kind of stuff that we will work on in the boot camp. So if you're ready, I know the holidays are coming. This gives you time to prepare. What does prepare mean? It gives you time to get your money together. Make sure that you're putting some to the side so you can do this program and actually take care of you. I know that you're spending money on Christmas, but I know that you'll probably get some. And this is important because this could change the rest of your life. What else do you need to prepare? Really just start journaling to yourself, talking to yourself, asking yourself, like, what is it that you really want? What is it that you really don't want? How, how do you want summer of 2022 to look for you? What would it look like if you stopped drinking? What would it look like if you were able to connect with new women on the same mission, have coaching, have accountability? What it, would it look like if you had new like tools to calm your anxiety when you're, when you're feeling stressed or going out? And just prepare your mind and prepare that little voice that's going to try to derail you and say, eh, that now is your time. This year is your time. And if you're ready for freedom, you need to email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com and say I'm ready. The sales page will be ready soon. I will have a, a very detailed page for you coming out where I can send you the link and you can get signed up. Go ahead and get paid up and lock your spot because I'm believing it's, it's going to fill up. It's going to fill up in January because I only have 15 spots and there's already so many people asking. So I want to give you a chance to just go ahead and commit. And there's payment plans available. We can go into detail when you email me. So don't forget, Coach Michelle Porterfield at gmail.com. I love you. I hope this episode is heard. I hope this episode is a blessing and an awareness. And I just pray that any guilt or shame that is trying to, to pierce your heart and your spirit that it is just completely removed because that is not what this is intended for. And this is not the purpose of this awareness. God loves you and he wants more of you and he wants you to step out in faith, remove the alcohol so that he can really start moving in your life. I believe that to my soul. I love y'all. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.